Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and thank you guys once again for joining the 90s podcast hosted by yours truly, Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of 90s Capital Group. Thank you guys for joining us. As I always say, subscribe to the channel. As I always say, go get my book, MLB to CFP, live on Apple Books now. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about today's podcast, go to 980s at 99 Cap Group and email us there. Go to our website, www.980scapitalgroup.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you want to book a meeting. If you want to listen to past po- uh, podcasts, go to iTunes and type in 980s Capital Group there. And you'll have a list of all of our podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and want to listen to other podcasts, go to our YouTube channel, 980s Capital Group, and look at all of our past uh, YouTubes, of course. So, we got all that out of the way. Thank you guys for joining us today. Today, as you know, we're always here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And that's what we're here to do today. We're here to talk to you about the question I'm constantly getting. Kevin, are we in a market bubble? Well, let's talk about it. Let's get it. Before we can discuss if we're in currently in a market bubble, we got to kind of go back to the historical context of market bubbles, right? For example, let's talk about the 1636 Dutch tulip bubble, right? The Dutch tulip bubble, we had tulips that were basically being overpriced, basically seen as instruments that would never go down in value. Of course, that market collapsed. That was one sign of a bubble. The South Sea bubble of 1720s, That was another bubble. Also, the Japan real estate bubble in 1980s, another bubble. Asset prices, again, get out of fair market value. They typically have to come down. Dot-com bubble of the 2000s. Dot-com, anything that had dot-com on the back of it, basically was running up in value. A lot of these companies had no earnings. We're never going to have any earnings and they were getting bit up in price because every, every this, this new nascent environment of the internet was coming to fruition and everything was going to go towards the internet, which again, it kind of did, but ultimately a lot of companies went under. Some companies were basically folded into other companies. And of course that market basically collapsed. There were three consecutive years of, of negative returns on the S and P. And finally the, the U S housing bubble of the 2006, 2009 world where we had the financial crisis where banks we're basically creating esoteric investments and, and basically betting on the housing market. And of course, people were buying houses they couldn't afford. There were ninja loans and all this other stuff. Ninja meaning no income, no job, all of that kind of stuff. People were buying homes with no money down. And basically, the housing market will never go down. It never does. It's when the United States, the housing market will never go down. Well, ultimately, it did. And it crashed. And it caused a lot of, of, of issues not only in the United States, but across the globe. Because as we know, in this new globalization, this globalized world, the banks were basically using instruments that were selling the other banks that were selling the other banks. And ultimately, banks across the, across the globe had the same types of investments on their balance sheets, and they didn't, they didn't know how to value them. So that actually had to come down. So with that being said, there were some significant bubbles there. So what parts of the market today are feeling a little bubblicious. So we can start in one part of the market that we talked about earlier, which is SPACs, right? Special purpose uh, acquisition companies, which basically did what? They were designed to do 
to, to basically take companies or, or take money and basically go into the market and find opportunities to take companies public or buy or have opportunities to basically bring companies uh, public. So what happened there? Well, we saw SPACs come out earlier in the year. These companies were basically these blank check companies were, were taking a lot of money, had to go find deals. Some of them did, some of them didn't. But ultimately, that market was bid up, bid up on the expectation that good things were coming. What do we do? What do we know now? Well, a lot of those SPACs basically are no longer in existence or basically been, been priced down. And there are some that actually did very, very well, just like the dot com era where a lot of the companies either went away or basically got repriced or ultimately uh, actually worked and are still in existence. The SPAC environment basically was the same kind of environment that went up in value, came back down in value. And now ultimately there are still some SPACs out there that are doing quite well. There's some SPACs out there that are doing very, very poorly, but that market has basically come back to normalcy. So that was one part of the environment that we saw that was kind of in a market bubble. What about the other things? Well, there's some things we cannot discuss on this podcast, but they're like things like uh, that, that are in environments that are not, not necessarily securities that we find that we're feeling that have, may have some bubble tendencies. But outside of those markets, uh, you're seeing right now in this current environment, the stock market in itself. The stock market in itself, people believe that there is a bubble brewing. So let's just talk about the things that may cause this market to become a bubble. Well, first and foremost would be equity prices. We've seen a 10 or 12 year period ever since the Great Recession, the market go straight up. So people have a, a, a people remember that in 2007, 2008, 2009, the market take a 30, 40% decline. Nobody wants to feel that anymore. So what happens is that the Federal Reserve comes out and they say, you know what, we're going to drop interest rates. We're going to make it very accommodative for people to go out and do business. We're going to give money to business. We're going to get money to monies to people. We're going to have you guys go out and just consume and get this economy rolling again. What just happened, though? Jerome Powell just came out and says, we are going to aggressively do what? Double our tapering, which means what? Well, we're going to basically double our uh, uh, the bond buying in regards to the current environment. We're going to start doubling that in the opposite direction. We're going, to, we're going to basically pull back from the bond buying environment. Now, that could be one of those things where the market sees it as a negative. However, the market took it very positively because even though they're reducing their bond buying, they're not necessarily leaving the market. They're basically keeping rates at or near zero for a, a considerable amount of time. And there's about three rate hikes that are being priced in for 2022. So that basically means that the, the Federal Reserve is still here at the party. They haven't left yet. They haven't put their jackets on. They haven't said goodbye yet. They're still at the party willing to basically dance another tune. That allows the market to do what? Oh, okay, so the Federal Reserve still has our back. So we know that the market will not go down because if the market does go down, ultimately that's going to push the hand of the Fed to do something different. So the Federal Reserve is still there pushing us along to basically make sure that this economy stays afloat. So one, in regards to the overall economy, are we in a market bubble? The answer is no. As long as the Fed is still here to basically make sure that the, there's an orderly, orderly use of capital in the capital markets, orderly access to capital in the, in the capital markets, and, and an orderly use transition of, 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 of whether it be 
uh, bond buying and all the other stuff, as long as they continue to step to, to, to be very upfront in what they're saying, it's not going to spook the markets. So in regards to a bubble in the overall economy, not as of yet. But what would cause that bubble? Well, what would cause that bubble would be inflation. Inflation. We've seen inflation tick up. Inflation has ticked up very rapidly. However, inflation that has ticked up currently has been seen because of, of the pandemic, off the back of the pandemic. Shortages in supply, increased demand, basically means higher prices. So what happens there? If prices increase, the Federal Reserve sees this as one of those ephemeral moments where it's not going to last too long. As the economy opens up, supply chain should basically get back to normal and then prices should come down. But what do we know? If inflation gets out of control, like Jerome Powell mentioned, the Fed will have to step in. So how does the Fed step in? The Fed will step in by raising interest rates. And raising interest rates is literally leaving the party. Now, they've already talked about raising interest rates 25 basis points at a time and being very uh, conservative in their approach. But what happens if inflation gets out of control and they have to raise it by 50 basis points or 75 basis points or God forbid 100 basis points to combat inflation? Well, we're, we would be in for a tough ride. And that's when you'll see a lot, of parts of the, a lot of parts of the market kind of come down in valuation. For example, growth. Interest rates move up. The valuation on growth has to come down because you have to start discounting those prices. Like I discussed on my last podcast with Mike Pichotti. When those prices come down, uh-oh, there's a long way they can come down because valuations have become a little bit stretched in that world. So if interest rates move up too rapidly, those prices will come down, which ultimately will affect the entire market. And we know what stocks we're talking about. A lot of those large cap names that are over trillions of dollars in market cap right now. Those will have to get discounted because future cash flows will have to get discounted because the risk-free rate did what? It moved up. So with that being said, one caveat I would say is that we're concerned about the rise of inflation and how the Federal Reserve will, will attack that inflationary environment if they would attack it by saying, oh, I know we said 25 basis points, but it's going to be 50 basis points or 75 basis points. That would be detrimental to the market. And that's when you'll see a, a significant compression in regards to asset prices. So are we in a market bubble? Absolutely not, because right now the Federal Reserve is still here at the party, but it would become a market bubble if and only if inflation gets out of control and the Federal Reserve has to raise prices rapidly. Raise, not prices, I'm sorry, raise interest rates rapidly. So that's what make this market bubble pop. So let's talk about a bubble for a second. A bubble is when asset prices kind of get out of, get stretched. Are we seeing some stretch valuations right now? Yeah, there were some meme stocks that basically went up in value. Those have all come back down. There's been a lot of stocks out there that will be called zombie companies that shouldn't be in existence, that are in existence, that are still on, on stock exchanges that need to, that need to be, be uh, dealt with. But at the end of the day, the market is acting in a very, uh, um, how do I put this, rational way. The market has not been irrational as of yet because there's still good earnings. There's a lot of capital out there in the capital markets. 
The only issue is the Fed's dual mandate, price stability and employment. As long as those two things remain intact, there is not a bubble in this current market. However, if, the, if any one of those things kind of get out of whack, the market can de definitely come down 15, 20% like that overnight. So we talked about certain bubbles as in the tulip bubble back in the 1630s, the South Sea bubble back in the 1720s, the Japan real estate bubble in the 1980s, of course, a dot-com bubble in the early 2000s. Are there, there, there's, some, there's, some, there's some sayings in regards to the current environment, some similarities in, in the current environment, but a lot of those similarities have basically been squashed because what, what goes up typically goes down, whether it be in the SPAC world, whether it be in the meme stock world, whether it be in some of these other types of non-securities worlds, those worlds will basically come uh, back to fair value uh, here shortly. Thank you, guys. I hope this has been a very, very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, educational podcast. Again, it's not going to be too long today. I just want to make sure that you know what causes market bubbles, which is, again, asset prices get a little bit stretched. Are we in a stressed environment? A little bit in regards to large value, large cap value. But at the end of the day, some of these companies, most of these companies are making a lot of money. However, their, their price to earnings ratio their, or their multiples have been a little bit stretched, a little bit over their, their historic, historic uh, averages. But that doesn't mean that we're in a market bubble. That just means that, well, if interest rates go up, how much are we going to discount these uh, large values, large, sorry, large growth companies? That's where, we're, that's where we're headed into right now. As long as the Federal Reserve stays in their current mandate, full employment, price stability, everything should be fine. As long as interest rates, and they're, and they're very forward in regards to what they say about interest rates, everything should be fine. There's no reason to, no reason to alarm. However, there are some things we're looking at. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to go to the website, www.98scapitalgroup.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to get my book, MLB to CFP. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about today's podcast, which is talking about bubbles, email us at 98 at 98 As you always know, we're here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. Thank you guys for listening. Stay humble, stay safe, and I'll see you guys in 2022.